there's a movement in some Christian traditions, and it's a call to contemplative approaches, I would say. And one of them is called Centering Prayer. And Basil Pennington and Thomas Keating and Father Meininger, I believe, was the other one, tried to usher in these contemplative practices to kind of give new life to Christian practices. And it's based on the book called The Cloud of Unknowing, which was written in the 15th century from an anonymous writer. So in that itself, the writer didn't care to be noticed, uh, didn't, you know, because indeed when you consider people like St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross who were writing about the same time as he, um, those names are very well known in the contemplative tradition. And but the cloud of unknowing actually presents a very interesting philosophy, philosophy or approach to living that kind of illuminates the Bible. And they talk about different concepts. And one in, in the mid part of, well, not even the mid part, verses or chapters between 12 and 15 talk about humility and that's something that certainly a lot of people might be called to cultivate and just that that recognition that we aren't all that great not as great as it's almost like a um, a opposite of pride and narcissism which seems to be very prevalent in at least American society it's this idea of putting ourselves above others rather than putting others before ourselves and it's not a matter of self-hate it's a matter of just recognizing that we all have moments where we have not acted in the best interests of ourselves and of others. And so the writer of the cloud talks about this, uh, there's two types of humility, one called perfect humility and one is imperfect humility. And this imperfect humility is typically what we know as um, humility in these these days. This is recognizing of our sinfulness. And just being that that state of, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm not so great. But then there's that state of perfect humility and is that taste of God that is experiencing contemplation 
where the where we kind of savor the greatness of God and we aren't thinking about our own sinfulness we are just basically immersed in the ecstasy of God and the cloud says that it's, it's it's not that imperfect humility isn't to be cultivated um, that we can't bypass this recognition of our own faults and our own imperfections but in essence we actually have to step through that stage it's kind of like a holding area in order to maybe catch brief glimpses of this uh, this perfect humility So, so you know, in, in an age where we like to bypass that recognition of our own faults, um, that's really that that doorway into perfect humility. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that we. Um, you know, we don't become obsessed with our own sinfulness. But instead, we aim for that perfect humility by walking through that imperfect humility and recognizing that our own need for forgiveness so that we begin to forgive others for their own imperfections. And then by tasting that um, beautiful ecstasy of God, we again, we begin to walk along a path where we don't choose sinful behaviors and attitudes and even thoughts. That we begin to open ourselves up to a different path that is more along the lines of God's will rather than our own desire. And of course, the, the cloud even just says that perfect humility isn't that... Uh, of course, let me go back and, and read it. This is chapter 14, that perfect humility isn't a destination. Those who believe they've arrived have merely found another way to wrap themselves in filthy, stinking pride. So, so pride can ultimately kind of deceive us into thinking that we've achieved humility or even perfect humility. So at least we can achieve that imperfect humility and desire for that perfect humility, knowing that we might not even get there in this lifetime, but just the aim at least puts us in accord with God. <laughs>